Electric Friends, a Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. Depression is a sadly common and serious mental health condition that affects pretty much all of us at least one time or another during our lives. It can cause persistent feelings of sadness, loss of interest, hopelessness and other negative emotions that interfere with our daily lives. It can have many causes such as genetic factors, environmental stressors, trauma, illness or substance abuse. But music and poetry can be an outlet for dealing with depression as they can provide a way to express our feelings, cope with difficult emotions and find meaning and connection with others. Music can have therapeutic effects on the brain such as reducing stress hormones, increasing dopamine levels and enhancing neural plasticity. Music can help people with depression to feel less alone, more understood and more hopeful about the future. And Gary Newman has been open about his bouts with depression throughout his life. And there was one album in particular which helped him get through a particularly dark period and the title speaks for itself, Splinter, Songs from a Broken Mind. Released in October 2013, uh, just over 10 years to the day at the time of recording in fact, the album saw Gary return to the UK top 20 for the first time in decades. And if you read his book Revolution, the chapters for around this time document in full the various reasons Gary found himself with depression even though he didn't realise he had it at first, and we'll hear more from that later. Several factors caused it at the time, uh, deaths of people close to him, a massive falling out with his parents, difficulties in his marriage, but most of all, and one of the biggest struggles with depression for many people, a general sense of apathy and lack of drive to do anything. We'll tackle Splinter more in future episodes and how different tracks on the album focused on different emotions that he had at the time, but for this episode of Electric Friends, we'll look back at the epic track here in the black as picked from a Twitter slash X poll by you. The track opens with a dirgy mood as if something evil was escaping from a crypt. then kicks off with an aggressive and epic symphonic rock sound and another example of how you can imagine Gary composing blockbuster movie soundtracks. It almost has a techno vibe to it too. Then all calms down as Gary begins whispering the verses alongside glitchy effects. And the lyrics speak of Gary feeling lost, hopeless, confused and frustrated with more allusions to God and religion like with his previous few albums. He says, Here in the black there's a feeling of loss but it's hungry and restless and it's looking desperate for something and it feels like a child but not screaming or helpless 
and it's absent of mercy. It's alive and it feels, but it's not a shred of compassion or love. It comes like a pouring of evil. It's a stain on the ground. It's a desolate shadow of fear. It's dark and I'm lost. There's a breath in the wind and the breath is malicious. And I don't know whether to run or should I drop to my knees and pretend I'm religious. Because it's cold and I'm scared and the whispers are a madness that forces a question to God. Is this real or imagined? Because if I'm asleep, well then I don't need to scream for long. And then two minutes and 18 seconds in, almost halfway through, Gary begins singing for the first time as if a massive release, positive or negative, has occurred. third verse brings back the whispering as Gary continues with feelings of guilt and stagnation. It's here and I'm found like a thought in the mind, but it's beautifully vicious and I can't hide, not sure if I want to. It crawls in the mist like a vision of Judas and it's so close I can feel it and I'm chilled to the bone like a statue in ice, but it's unsure if it's enough, so it waits for the ghost, for the demon assassin of God. It's a truly epic track that showcases Gary's ability to mix both quiet and stark with loud and bombastic in one song, and conjures up all the images he was trying to convey with his feelings at the time. In an interview with The Quietus when the album was released, Gary explained what inspired the song, and in particular the desolate shadow of fear line. He said, That one was about a change of circumstances. I was feeling really lost, lonely and frightened. I didn't feel like I had anywhere to turn. My life felt as if it wasn't my own anymore, and it had been taken over by these three wonderful children. Nevertheless, it wasn't my own life, I wasn't making my own decisions, I was close to running away. The song is a story of someone being somewhere dark and frightening, there's something coming for them. They're trying to get away, but they can't and it feels deadly. I wanted to create a story that would give the listener a sense of desperation and helplessness. Normally my songs are a bit more personal, but I do really like what I did with that one, and I think that's probably the best lyric on the album. And there are a few sections in Revolution where Gary opens up with his battle with depression around this period. My depression got worse. I didn't engage in anything. I just drifted in my own little cloud of indifference. I love my wife, I love my kids, I love my life, I love my house, and absolutely nothing bothered me. Gemma found it increasingly worrying. I had absolutely zero drive and I absolutely didn't care. I didn't work, didn't want to. Everything was right with me and the world. I didn't know it at the time, but it was becoming quite a problem. Gemma noticed that I no longer planned and schemed. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no ideas about anything. No new thoughts on albums or song themes or images, just nothing. It wasn't just the fact that I wasn't being creative or thinking ahead about career strategies. It was the fact that I didn't care about any of that. I didn't think it was a problem, but Gemma could see our hard-won new life slipping away, and I was little more than a dribbling happy child in the corner. He later added, My depression only got worse. I upped my dose of antidepressants and eased into what Gemma called my Forrest Gump phase. My couldn't-care-less attitude to life and career reached new heights. I was the most laid-back, 
easygoing person you could wish to meet. No moods, no ups and downs, not much of anything really. And in terms of the Splinter album's release, he said, When it was complete, it was clear that the majority of the songs were connected to my depression. There were songs about how it had affected my relationship with Gemma. Everything comes down to this and Lost. And songs that try to put into words how it felt at its darkest point to be truly depressed, such as Here in the Black and more. I decided to add an additional element to the title. The album would be called Splinter, Songs from a Broken Mind. Here in the Black has become a live staple over the past 10 years. It sounds so good live, particularly when the chorus kicks in and Gary really goes for it. Uh, one such performance was elevated to new heights when he teamed up with the Scaparis Orchestra, as heard on the When the Sky Came Down live album. Black was produced and mixed by Aid Fenton with additional guitars from Tim Muddyman. Uh, and a few comments about the song from you guys. Gary Hibbs said, I crank up the volume when I play it. Me too. Uh, Paul Anthony Fleming said, Here in the Black is an amazing song, a favourite of mine live, so powerful uh, and menacing. I wonder if it's about the onset of a form of depression. I think Gary's best lyrics are when he sings about personal issues he may have gone through. I love it live. And Ian Connolly said, my take is it's about depression and anxiety attacks that you get in the night when you can't sleep. Everything seems worse at 3am when it's dark and in the black and you can't do anything to address the worries and it's also a feckin' brilliant song. So in Newman News, as I record this, Gary has completed a few of his acoustic tour shows um, and from the few clips I've seen it looks and sounds amazing. Um, I don't think Here in the Black is on the, the uh, set list. I can't imagine it being performed acoustically, but who knows. Um, I can't wait to see it. Uh, maybe I'll see some of you down there when I go to one of the London shows. Uh, it promises to be like no other show he's done before. Uh, Gary revealed that the show doesn't have a support, but instead a 35-minute film of the Wembley Arena show, and as he described, an extended trailer for the full two-hour-plus DVD. So that sounds awesome too. So that's it for Electric Friends this time. I'll be back next with another Newman track and maybe I'll give you guys the choice on Twitter each time if that sounds like something you'd like in a poll. Uh, you can let me know. I'm on Twitter slash X or Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Newman Podcast on all of those. Or you can email me direct with anything you like, newmanpodcast at gmail.com and head to newmanpodcast.com for all past episodes. And please do subscribe and share if you haven't already. And please leave a review and a rating on your podcast platform of choice. 
So let's get our Newman obsession out there uh, for those who haven't seen the light yet, shall we? So anyway, that's it from me. I'll be back soon and take care. A Gary Newman podcast celebrating the tracks by a musical pioneer. pioneer.